Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. I haven't seen this guy in days. Man, I really don't miss him. Welcome back, everybody. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you, along with Brendan Escott. Mark Spector is here. Uh, we'll do this. We'll take care of the business first. Each hour of Oilers Now is brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. And now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money. All your devices managed at digitex.ca. Uh, Digitex, all I can say... Oilers now needs Hugh Porter. Kind of like Princeton needed Joel in risky business. Uh, you can text us at 630-630 for Heartland Ford. Not your small town dealership with a huge new state-of-the-art facility. Experience the difference of Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. I'll get to text momentarily. You can reach us on a River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline 780-496-0068. We're on Twitter at Oilers Now. Tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer and Brendan at Brendan Escott. Again, Mark Spector in studio for the horses and horse racing Alberta, the province of Alberta, built on a horse. Live racing Sunday out at Century Mile, the general manager of Century Mile, coming down the pipe today, Paul Renvold at 1.35. Mr. Spector, how are you doing? Not so bad, Bobby. What's going on, man? All right, so uh, by the so way... I heard you, you went one for, uh, one for eight in your first round pick. How did you do? I went four for four and four. Really? It's pretty happy. You, you might have... You I was pretty happy with I that. think you... Who did, who did you, who did you get right? Uh, I got the Islanders right. I got Dallas right. Um, who else did I get right? I didn't get Carolina right. I got Boston right. Yeah. And I got St. Louis right. All right. I took the Leafs in the upset special. That was my one upset. And then I went, I, you know what? I took Toronto over Boston. And they, yeah. sh- you know what? You heard Elliot. I mean. Not much of an upset, really. They're pretty even teams. Pretty, two pretty even teams. Uh, absolutely all day took, obviously, Tampa Bay. Right, yes, all day took every Pits- single guy did. Yeah. I took Pittsburgh over the Islanders. Who who would have thought that would have happened? Well, I picked the Islanders, Bob. Well, good for you. are smart guys. <laughs> now, spec. There are years where I've gotten thirteen and fourteen out of well, fifteen. Sometimes. So right. I was I was doing the math yesterday on, on the uh, since the new playoff format came in. Yes. And in on average, uh, there are on average three point five upsets out of eight series in the first round every year. So let's. In layman's yeah. terms, one year there's three upsets, the next year there's four upsets. So I always go into these things thinking, when you look at your eight picks, if you don't have three upsets, go back and find them. I played the because fa- they happen. Like I played the favorite uh, Calgary. Like I'm like, come on, they're not losing to Colorado. Uh, you know, Veg- I took Vegas over San Jose because I thought Vegas second half of the year. So did I. You know, they're but better. you got to find there are right, upsets by, every by year. The, by the way, before, and we will get to other stuff in a second. Hmm. The Vegas Golden Knights got royally screwed. I don't, and people say, "Oh, they shouldn't have given up for it." You know, That's I know what we, I say. Yeah, well, of course you do. It's a bad call because you're no, drinking no. buddies with the refs. It was a bad call. Bad, a bad call. It cost them the series. No, it didn't. They got a bad break and they couldn't deal with it. <laughs> you, okay, Bob. They made up. You a, and they, I have covered a team with the worst PK in the league for a long time. Yeah. I've seen the orders give up once, as I recall, three in a in a five against LA. Yeah, 
Last, year, that last, last year. year. Last year. That's Maroon. the most I Maroon. can ever remember. Maroon hit Dowdy. Yeah, it was incredible. So and, and, but you're you've telling been, me but that you've been, been a- if it could happen any place, a team that has Carlson and Burns on defense, wow. in that barn, there is no team. Give me a save. Well, that, <laughs> hey, that's Jack Michael's guy, man. Yeah. Marc-Andre Fleury, that's like, the best goaltender. What a, I'm just saying this. It was a bad call. All right. We all get it. And a discussion. They blew it. And I'll, But don't tell me that it's their fault that I, my PK gives up four in five minutes. It's not the ref's fault. Shouldn't have been suck in, it up. Shouldn't have been in that position, and they did suck it up because they tied well, the they game. They tied the game at 4-4. They tied the game with an empty They didn't okay. choke. They didn't so how, if they're tied going in OT, how's that the ref's fault then? It's not. Well, you're just telling me it's no, it, in the game. The point is, they showed their character by coming back and tying the game after getting having everything going against them. So well, now the, it's overtime. All right. Steven. A- anyhow, we, we, look, we're allowed to disagree. Suck it up, Buttercup. Do you get a bad break? Mark, Everybody. let me ask you a question. Can, can officials uh, dictate the outcome of a series? Well, theoretically, sure. If they call a minor penalty there and it's only a three and, and, and San Jose scores and it's a 3 1 game, do you think San Jose wins the game? Oh, hey, listen, no doubt. I'm not saying it wasn't a mistake. They made a mistake. Yeah. But by the way, one more question. Did the two officials that worked that game, were they allowed they to. They didn't go on because there's accountability. Okay. <laughs> Except there was no accountability from the, the head of the uh, the officiating series. That uh, night, Don Van Master right. said they thought it was a penalty and they called it a penalty. Look, they got it wrong. Like I guess what gets me here is... You protect the refs all the time, no, and I'm no, saying... What gets me here is... Don't make up calls. You got guys making mistakes on the ice all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All the time. Does any is anyone think Jake Gardner cost the Leafs the series? Because he was brutal when the chips were down. Two years last season. Is anyone yeah. saying Mark Andre Fleury cost Vegas the series? Because he was brutal when the chips were down. Right? But no, no one's saying that. The, Everyone's saying the refs cost the series because it's the easiest guy to attack. The margin is right? so tight that one call can influence a series. You know what? Nazem Kadri making a boneheaded decision. And by the way, I take Nazem Kadri on my team. He's a heck of a yeah, third. That was an exceptionally selfish play. Yes, it was. I would suggest that maybe he cost them the series. Yep, you can, yeah. you can well, make that argument. He gets not, a big piece of that pie. And not Mike Babcock. But you know what? I'd say it. it I'll, here's the thing. We have true competitive balance in the NHL. You kind of looked yeah, at me. I had I, I had somebody say to me, if he just sucked it up and was patient with McClellan when the team was 9-8-1 and one and not traded Strom and then not given away Kajula, he could have maybe added at some point in the second half. We might have been... And, and, Especially given how nobody really... Let's not forget the Colorado Avalanche won f- five games in 23 games. They won a 23-game run where they only won five games. And they stuck with it. And they stuck with it. And the Oilers, Shirelli played the card of... Like, I've actually had more than one player suggest, you know, we could have just... We just needed... Just weather the storm. Just, now, I would say to the players, the problem was they got in a funk, they couldn't get out. And, that, and that's the you other know, end and, of the And every guy and in their exit interview said, Bob... You know what hurt us this year is we couldn't stop the losing streak right. at three. And I, yeah, well, and what do you? And, what, and then what happens? Management begins to panic sure. when it's at five and six, well, and you I, lose eight out of ten, and you lose twelve out of fourteen. The manager, the manager panicked. He fired a coach. He, well, first of all, he made a trade that we 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 both know the coaches told him not to make, and he made the trade, which was the Strom for Spooner trade. He went into the room the day before he made the trade, and said, asked his coaches what they thought, and what do you think the coaches think after he goes ahead and makes the trade? Yeah, well, the coach probably sitting there thinking, "I'm done, right?" That's he doesn't even value my judgment anymore. And unfortunately for Pete, who needed to know Ryan Spooner the best, 
Ryan Spooner was a dog in Edmonton. It did not work out here for Ryan Spooner. I wish him nothing but the best. He'd be the, Ryan Spooner would be the first guy to tell you. you, got, you I, here. I, I, I stunk in Edmonton. Did not happen. All right. Let's get to uh, a text here because we got a, a, a really good texter named Andrew Cito out of like uh, Kelowna. Where did now I got to find it? Oh, by the way, out of Bonneville because I brought up Derek Ryan. Derek Ryan looked like an East Coast leaguer in the last two games against Colorado, in my humble opinion. I know all of Fame's claims played poorly, but he stood out in my mind from Keith. Just on the Flames, the guy that struggled the most was Monaghan. He's clearly hurt or something because he wasn't nope. near. He, he said he wasn't hurt and he's going to the Worlds. Well, there you go. That's, that was his words. His words. He didn't, to me, he was the one. I felt bad for Goodrow. I really felt bad for Johnny Goodrow. Uh, this text comes in saying, Bob, you brought up Reinhardt, and nobody could see that Griffin Reinhardt would legit not put on skates for three months in the summer. He'd rather golf than train. It was easy to see blind right underneath the Oilers' management. That's one perspective that is out there. Here's Andresito. Bob, I think Maggie the Monk, because we were talking about a tweet that I put out saying, draft and develop. If you're going to move, if you're going to move assets, you got to get studs in deals. Studs. And... Here we go. Uncle Bob. I think Maggie the Monkey would have done a better job at GM than Peter Shirelli. Kept Hall, Everlay, drafted Barzell, and who was ever there at 31st, and we'd be in round two instead of golfing right now. Now, I know that's a degree of revisionist history spec, but what would you say to that text from Andresito out of Nelson, D.C.? Listen, when you lose trades, um, that's what you get, right? You know, if, if you get value in trades and your team gets better, no one looks back at those trades. They go, you know what, I like that player, but we did get better. And that's been the issue under that former management group is their trading record was a giant offer. They lost a lot of trades. So pro you know, player... Sometimes a pro will turn his phone down, Bob, when he's on the air. But uh, sometimes we like to have a little bit of that just um, kicking in. And that's the only reason why we sit here a zillion years later and still talk about Reinhardt. No one's talking about Reinhardt in the world of hockey, except for people in on this show or in Edmonton. And why are we doing it? Because the Oilers got crushed in the trade. Win the trade? We're not talking about it anymore. Or, or give me a tie once in a while, right? Yeah, by the way... Uh, you talk about it because you get beat. Just received this uh, tweet from somebody. Uh, Trey Living said in his post to Vale that Monaghan was dealing with a cracked thumb. Who so, said that? Trey Living. Really? Yeah. Well, Monaghan said he was healthy and he's going to the Worlds. Yeah. So, so how do you go to the Worlds with a cracked thumb? I don't know, but that is what Brad Trey Living said. That, was, that tweet was actually put okay, out by so uh, Steinberg out of Calgary there, Pat Steinberg, who does an excellent job the, in the Fan 960. Somewhere in the middle lies the <laughs> right. truth here. To right? me, he looked like a guy dealing with an injury. Like, he's a really good Because the guy is picking on Derek Ryan, and I'm like, hey, they had some other guys that were more impactful players for that team that got totally outplayed, and... and Obviously, Monaghan was one of them. Back yeah, to the, the Goodrow. They didn't. They carried the team all year long, and and uh, Lindholm. Yeah, know, well, Goodrow, fabulous, I, fantastic. Hey, line all we, we could go Friday night. Goodrow was the best flame. He was all like he was making play. He just didn't score. I mean, he had what a breakaway and a penalty shot. Well, yeah, score. in the last game, they're down three to one, and he showed up. So, look, um, I want to say this: this isn't the first time those guys have gone away down in an important time of the season. Down the stretch two years ago, when they needed them, they disappeared. In the playoffs this year, they needed them, they disappeared. We've seen those guys, Bob. Pavel Datsuk used to be that guy when he started out. Didn't produce his first two playoffs. We said, oh boy, I wonder if he'll be any good. Well, he was. Those guys might be too. 
But I'm telling you right now, right now, I'm looking at Monaghan and Goodrow and saying, okay, I see what you could do in the regular season. You're awesome. I got to see it in the playoffs. Second playoff for Jordan Everly. He's looking pretty good. When we there come back, go. we'll just dis- we'll come back and discuss. Uh, we'll we'll go instead of dwelling in the past because we could do that all week. In fact, Spec's probably going to write a book on that. Did, Not me. Did, did, well, the publisher didn't call you after he called me. <laughs> no. That's Keep the, going, Bob. You know what? That's that's the worst part about working for the Oilers Entertainment Group is turning around uh, all the book offers that I get when I know fully well, as you're the first to attest to, there's no money in writing books. <laughs> oh, let's, man. let's just establish that. This is Oilers Now. We're fun and you having a little bit of fun. Let's let it rock and roll when we come back. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Jed. It's 121 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Oilers Now, guests on the show, receive gift cards to Japanese Village, steak and seafood cooked right at your table. Japanese Village, Edmonton, South Downtown, Northside, and Short Park. Epstein's mother has texted the show to say, Stoffer, Stoffer, why don't you get Spectre to write a book that you ghost author? All the stuff I couldn't say but actually knew. <laughs> Would that book sell? I don't think so. I don't know anything. Mark, is it true you can make money on books? Did the Battle of Alberta make a turn of profit? Oh, are you kidding? Huge profit. Mark. All right. Come on. <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go. Uh, the haters are lined up. So here we go. Bob, I listen every day, and it's getting so tiring listening to repeat, repeat, repeat. Come on, man. You're a smart know-it-all. Get over the Griffin Hall and Strom trades and move on with what we got and what we have on the farm. Every time you bring up the trades, I'm changing the channel, and so are many people. I talk about you repeating. Please, Bob, you bring it up to every guest. The same wine every day. Get some cheese with that wine so your mouth is full every time you start to repeat. Okay, for the listener, I don't want you. Leave. I got lots of listeners. You can leave. You're a loser, okay? Or, you know, maybe you're connected to some people that had influence on some of those trades. Maybe you're protecting some of them. I don't know. Okay? So, there you go. I don't need you. Go away. Okay? Go go, go listen to the other show. That's, that's fine. That guy's a great guy. He is. Okay? Don't need you. See you later. Spectre, you're getting it too. Mark Spectre has clearly never played hockey at a high level. Embarrass... Oh, I'm just kidding, by the way. Uh, Mark Spectre has clearly never played hockey at a high level. Embarrassing call by the refs, and he says Flurry was horrible. Laugh out loud. Yes, mistakes were made all over the place by Vegas, but if that phantom call of a guess of a penalty call isn't Vegas, uh, made, Vegas is playing Colorado tonight. That comes to us from Keith. Keith, I 100% agree with you. 100% agree with you. Uh, all right. But let's get to uh, the management decision. What's going to define whether or not we're in a new direction with the manager here, Spec? What's what's the reoccurring theme that you hear out there in the hockey world? Uh, I would say that one of the, the reoccurring theme I hear is, you'll remember Brendan Shanahan when he came into the Leafs. Sure. And he was new there, and the Leafs were, a, frankly, a much larger organization. They had a lot more people. And Brendan Shanahan hung around for a year, and then he had what they called, I think it was Black Sunday there, if I'm not mistaken. And he whacked a whole bunch of guys and in the organization. He, whacked a, he hung around, and he figured it out, and then he whacked a whole bunch of people, many of whom had been there for a long time. Now, I don't think two things about Edmonton. There's not that many people that would fall under the auspices of that. Okay. Uh, and you don't need a year to figure out who they are. Okay. So what I'm hearing out there is when a new GM comes in here, he needs to be able to stake his claim that I'm taking this place in a different direction. Uh, 
Okay. And I'll be very interested to see uh, how that goes. Okay. Do you buy my concept that it's all about draft and development? Just because if you're a season seat holder, and then the fan, there's, and, you know, and then there's fans that are saying, well, what, how, what do you tell McDavid and Dry? Hey, we're set. And what I'm saying is, don't give away assets. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If you get back, like you know what, if the New Jersey Devils call up and say, hey, we can't sign Taylor Hall to a long-term extension here, do you want Taylor Hall back? you put a deal together because that's real value for that player. If the Winnipeg Jets call you and say, we got to get Connor and Line A signed, and uh, we're going to flip Truba and get back a defenseman for Truba, but we need somebody to take Ehlers, you know, what would you get? Or the Maple Leafs call after July 2nd when they make the payment and say, hey, do you want Nylander? Like those, those are players that step in right away and instantly upgrade your top six forwards. Do you do, you do that? Yeah, I have a, I mean, clearly the Oilers need wingers. Because they got yes, some ribs sure. center, they got to find wingers. There's wingers out there; they can find them. I, I have a, I would have. I'm not a general manager. If I was, I would have a personal rule. As long as my team is accruing top ten picks, I would never trade a first round pick. I'm not trading the Oilers' eighth overall pick coming up here. Uh, I just think that's bad for business. Those players are so good. I want a team that's good enough that if I decide every so often, every third or fourth year, that I will trade my first round pick the way, say, the Leafs did for Muzzin or things like that. I want that pick to be south of 15. And then I can say, you know what? Every fourth year, if I do trade a first-round pick, my I've drafted wisely before that. My farm system's good. I've got a really good team. i got to get over the top. I will trade your first-round pick, Bob, but I won't trade you top 10. Okay. There's so a- I'm not trading the pick this year. That eighth player is going to be, if you draft wisely, he's going to be an owner for 10 years and a good one. Mark, there's entirely too much right. reason and logic in that perspective I'd like from to you. See I'm not used better to this. and start considering trading the 22nd overall to pick right. Bob. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. That'd be a place to go. Uh, you can text us at 630-630, tweet us at Oilers Now, email us, OilersNow at 630.com. By the way, the... Uh, uh, Daryl says, uh, totally agree with Spectre Clean House, especially in pro scouting. Well, I think that there's a lot of uh, evaluation to take there. Fear the fin. If the correct call is made in game two, there isn't even a game seven with the Vegas Kool-Aid and drinkers, Oilers fans, to whine about. Do the math from Fear the Fin, who, by the way, is a fan of yours. He's a San Jose Sharks fan. That listens. What happened in game two? I uh, I, well, he, he called the show a couple days ago and said that San Jose got screwed in game two and should have never lost that game, and so... The Golden Knights deserve you know, to bet. I, we all, we, no one's saying that 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 five-minute penalty is a big deal, and it'll get that gets right to the board of governors meeting. They're going to talk, or the GM meetings. They'll talk about how do we avoid this happening yeah. in the future. Then they should, yeah. and they should, Bob. Yeah. But we know playoff hockey is a series of good and bad breaks. Do you know what else we know? You know? It's never been closer than now. And it's. Never do you not agree? We no. Gary Bettman sure. wanted. Competitive All four wild-card teams won their series, Bob. Yeah. You know, I wrote a piece the other day on everyone complains about the format, particularly at Toronto, because they got Boston, right? Well, first of all, Toronto was completely in the driver's seat in that series and let it go. Right. Weren't they up one nothing, 2-1, and 3-2? I believe they were. Yes. So so the format, everyone, a lot of people who complain, they go, let's go back to 1 versus 8, 2 versus 7, right? 3 versus 6. 
Well, when you look what happened this year, seven and eight in both conferences won. Here's what we're going to do. Uh, we're going to get back to some uh, oiler talk at about uh, 1.45. We're going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Kyle Morris. Paul Reinwald from the Century Mile Racetrack and Casino. Of course, Stoffer Inspector is brought to you by the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta. They start uh, the uh, thoroughbred season this Sunday out at the Century Mile. And to educate us on that, Paul Reinwald is coming up here on Oilers Now. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.